0: This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM WRFH. I'm Micah Hart. With me today is Demetrius Minor, National Manager at Conservatives Concerned About the Death Penalty. First off, thank you for speaking to us today. This topic is a very interesting one, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. So my first question to you is, um, do you want to just explain to all of us what your group does so we have a better sense of everything?
1: Sure, absolutely. Thank you. So, conservatives' concern about the death penalty has been around since roughly 2012, when a group of lawmakers, Republican lawmakers in Montana, got together <clears throat> and decided that their concerns about the death penalty warranted um, the calls for um, repeal. And so, uh, conservatives' concern that the official it was officially launched in CPAC of the following year. And so. Basically, we take our message to conservative audiences and, and whether it be social conservatives, whether they be fiscal conservatives, um, whatever the case may be, we bring the message of why the death penalty should be repealed.
0: You say you guys advocate um, like against the death penalty per se. So um, what would you say to conservatives who are on the fence? So they they make it they may support it, but they're still a little bit concerned about the taking of an innocent life and like what if it's um like if this is all an accident like they're taking the wrong person's life like this person actually didn't do anything. So what 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 would you say to them to reconsider their stance and why should they reconsider? Sure. I do
1: want to point out on um, the death penalty just like any other issue whether it's taxes, whether it's national security, whether it's education, whatever the issue may be, you're always going to have opposing views, you're always going to have different uh, different takes. And so a persuasion and insight doesn't necessarily happen overnight. Uh, it happens through multiple conversations, layered conversations. And so, um, therefore, uh, I, I'm not surprised that there are different views on the subject. With that said, I do want to point out to three reasons why conservatives should opposed to death penalty. And number one, we'll begin with the, the, the issue of life. So, uh, in other words, making the moral case for the death penalty. Uh, for someone like myself, who is pro-life, um, I, I find it as a moral contradiction to say that I'm pro-life and also pro-death. When I think about being pro-life, it's, it's, it's more than just being anti-abortion. Is more than just the innocence of the unborn child, but it's also advocating for the totality of life. It's also advocating for the lives that are lived that are drastically different than my life. It's being pro-life from the womb to the tomb. And therefore, I I do not want to play the role of God. I do not want to play the role of the judge. Um, And so, therefore, if I'm going to be pro-life, I have to be pro-life all the way. That's number one. Number two is addressing it from a fiscal perspective. The death penalty is costly ineffective. I just want to take the state of Maryland, for example. Maryland spent $186 million for five executions over a 20-year time span. 20-year time span, $186 million. And so, when we look at death penalty cases and we look at the cost, it, it does not line up with fiscal conservatism. Um, and, and, and kind of to give you a breakdown of what those costs are: seventy percent of the costs occur at a trial level, because of the appeals process, because of the litigations, because of the fees, with <clears throat> uh, selecting a jury, attorneys. The list goes on and goes on and on and on. And if we can look at the the fees, uh, the money that's given towards death penalty cases, what if we were to reallocate those funds elsewhere? For example, mental health services, training and resources for law enforcement, violence prevention programs. This will put taxpayer money at a better use than for the death penalty. And then third. The case of big government, I I don't trust the federal government to give me accurate COVID numbers. Why would I trust the government with life and death? I I don't trust the government to handle the healthcare crisis the right way. (laughs) Why would I trust the government with life and death? I, I don't trust the government to tackle the deficit, to balance the budget. Why would I trust the government with my life? And so when we look at the death penalty, what it really is, it is an extension of government. It makes government bloated, bigger, and more inefficient. And these are some of the reasons why conservatives should oppose the death penalty.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was um, actually going to just ask you about um, the the pro-life movement because I feel like we see it a lot that it's very, it's contradictory, and I don't think that's, it's very hard to be on both sides of it. Um, so next, I just want to kind of go into how you, you talked about how like why conservatives should oppose the death penalty. So why do you think conservatives are commonly viewed as being pro death penalty? Has something been it's just been like a historical thing or is it just like like the view now by a majority of the politicians in power? If you could just explain that a bit.
1: That's a good question. I think a lot of it has to deal with historical context. When I was, When I first was involved in politics, and <laughs> I'm kind of going to date myself here, but <laughs> I, I first took the interest in 2000 um, during the Bush Gore election, mm-hmm. and 2004 became actively involved. And, I, and again, I had always been pro-life. That, that was not an issue for me. Um, my dad was a pastor. I had been raised in a very religious household, faith, um, was at the core of who we were, and it still remains to this day. And I had no problem being pro-life, but I found myself supporting the death penalty sort of as a default position, because it was what was expected of me out of the the time. And I, I really couldn't give you a reason why. It wasn't until... Uh, the, my pastor at the time talked about being pro-life and yet being pro-death and how that's a moral contradiction. So then I started to reevaluate my stance on it. I think another reason why some conservatives are pro-death penalty is also because um, it, it, it's, it has this illusion of being pro-law and order or being tough on crime. And it really isn't. It's really not a deterrence to crime, but it it has that illusion of, well, you know, if you do the time, you pay the crime, and uh, having a tough stance on it. And then another reason why, um, which also um, is not totally true as well, but there is a perception that, oh, well, what about the murder victim's families? Well, not every murder victim's family supports the death penalty. Mm
0: -hmm. In a lot of
1: cases, and a lot of the individuals that I've come in contact with, they actually oppose it, because what it does is it just repeats a cycle of trauma, anguish, grief, and pain. But too many times, people just make the assumption that the murder victim's family is going to advocate for the death penalty. So. I think those are some of the reasons why conservatives have historically um, supported the death penalty. But but again, uh, there is a shift that has been occurring, and um, it, it's, it's great to see. I think momentum is on our side, but yet a lot of work lies ahead of
0: us. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think, I know this is a big argument even from just, like, both sides, because as you said, this is just, like, there are people on both sides of the aisle who feel like both sides of this issue as most issues there are. Sure. Um, but are there any cases where the death penalty may be okay? So like, for instance, like, um, a terrorist, um, would, would, if we had, like, if they were in our jail system, would it be right to, um, execute them for that? Or would you still suggest that it's not okay?
1: So a couple of things about, um, Terrorists in uh, cases of terrorism. And so killing a terrorist actually enables them to be a martyr, which is exactly what they want. That, that's feeding right into their hands. So if they become a martyr, they think they will be blessed in death. It gives them fame. It encourages vengeance, devotion. And it also uh, encourages possible copycat actions from other extremists. So that's one reason why, uh, even in those cases, the death penalty uh, wouldn't be the most plausible sense of action. Uh, Killing terrorists also means that we lose information that we could possibly gain from them um, to see who else was involved in the plot or to possibly um, stop future attacks. So now, for some, the argument is going to be, well, the death penalty should be reserved for the worst of the worst crimes which many will put domestic terrorists in that case. But if you look back in history, many famous murderers didn't receive the death penalty. And just a few names for you, Jeffrey Dahmer um, or Dr. Death, I think his name was Michael Swango or the Washington state serial killer named Robert Yates Jr. um, They did not receive the death penalty. And, um, so while it's easy to look at cases of terrorism and automatically equate the death penalty with that, um, history shows and statistics shows that, that, again, that's not the proper course of action that needs to be taken.
0: This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM WRFH. I'm Micah Hart, and I'm talking with Demetrius Minor from Conservatives Concerned About the Death Penalty. And so now we're going to shift a little bit maybe and just talking about like what we can do to get involved or what the states are doing. So my next question to you is um, what are the states doing at like the moment to deal with this growing issue? Because it's a big issue. And like maybe is the federal government doing anything? Are there steps that need to be taken by states? Who needs to be the next one to make a move? Because I, I, I... and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like there are certain conservative states even now doing things um, like I believe New Hampshire, states like that maybe are doing some things with it. So is there bipartisan work being done and support? And like, um, why does it seem to be taking so long to get this done if there is consensus on both? Si- there's some agreement on both sides about this <clears throat> issue. I'm sorry, that's well, a loaded question. I'm really,
1: you, I'm really glad you asked this question because she really raised some important key points. First of all, let me address the question of what's being done at a federal level. Currently, there is a federal moratorium uh, on the death penalty. So the the federal government is not currently executing anyone due to the moratorium. So let's look at what's happening at the state. You mentioned New Hampshire. New Hampshire repealed the death penalty, I believe it was in 2019. What's interesting, Micah, about new hampshire is that a republican governor actually vetoed the legislation however 40 percent over 40 percent of republican caucus members voted to override a republican governor's veto in new hampshire and that's how the death penalty got repealed there let's take a look at the state of virginia and obviously virginia just flipped into the red column this past November, but, in, but before that election took place in the spring, Virginia repealed the death penalty. And, Micah, that happened because of Republicans sponsoring the legislation, attaching their name of support, and being instrumental in the passage of the bill. <clears throat> and let's talk about what's happened currently. I want to talk about Ohio. Ohio, as you know, is a political bellwether state. Ohio is also a deeply red state <clears throat> excuse me they, they have the Republican trifecta in the general Assembly meaning Republican governor and Republican led House and Senate and they had their fifth hearing just just yesterday their fifth hearing on the repeal bill. This is pretty historic because this is the furthest this is the furthest that, a death penalty repeal bill has gotten in the state of Ohio. And it is sponsored by Gene Schmidt, primary sponsor, who is a Republican state representative, also a former member of Congress, and it has bipartisan support. And so I am hopeful that by the end of the year, we will see um, the death penalty be repealed in Ohio. This is significant because Ohio, being the red state that it is, if Ohio can repeal the death penalty, I believe this is going to have a domino effect in enabling red states and, and other red states in that region. And then also in the state of Utah, Utah came very close to repealing the death penalty. And, and, and actually, it fell one vote short um, in, in one of the committee hearings. But what is showing us is that they're getting one step closer to eventual repeal. Um, so I, I don't know why um, certain things take as, long as take longer than others, but every state is unique within its own dichotomy, within its own leadership, within its own grassroots, and so it's only a matter of time before death penalty repeal uh, catches momentum um, that that can't be stopped.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear about all the um, stuff going on in all of these states, um, all across the country. Even we heard about New Hampshire and Ohio and other places that are just wide ranges, parts of the country. Um, So um, for us specifically, like people, how can we all get involved? Um, And should we contact maybe our legislators? Is there any way that we can do something grassroots-wise to start getting the word out there and try to also help because it also involves us getting involved and not just leaving it to our state legislators, but expressing. It
1: absolutely people. does. And I'm really glad that uh, you brought that point up. Yes, please. Uh, the, the best way to get involved with our efforts is to go to www. conservatives And when you go there, um, you will see a sign up um, tab. You click there, you sign up to receive um, newsletters, updates, and, and, and also, um, a direct link on how to get involved with state campaigns. Um, so it's very, we're very specific in what we're asking for. We're very specific in letting people know what's going on with the updates, what's going on with legislators, what's going on with the grassroots campaigns, specific states that we have our eye on. So if people can go there, they can sign up, and receive all the information.
0: Awesome, that is great, and definitely to all of our viewers if you want to get involved just go to that website and um, do that and sign up for that it's a great cause um one last question before you um before I let you go um do you have definitely. any stories you would like to share maybe about the work you have done so far and what it's really accomplishing because I feel like when we ha- it helps to have a story and just understanding of that
1: yeah yeah here's a great story uh, last week I took the CPAC. Um, conservative political action conference, which is the largest gathering of conservatives within the nation. <clears throat> and, and thousands of conservative activists were there from all over the country. And listen, for the first time in the history of its of this conference, death penalty was on the agenda. Um, they had a great debate that featured um, a, a district attorney from Salt Lake City and a district attorney from Kansas, and they debated the merits of the death penalty and so what this shows is that this is gaining traction within the conservative movement that pe- there, a couple things are happening people are coming to 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 coming around to support full repeal or people are very curious and concerned about the death penalty while they may have had a position held um, previously they are starting to question it They are starting to have second thoughts. So this shows that momentum is on our side and in our favor. And to have the largest gathering of conservative activists address the death penalty and what's associated with it tells me that the trend is moving in a positive direction.
0: Thank you so much for your time today. This has been great information. It's so informative to everyone listening it's it's a really important issue and hopefully it becomes more prevalent our guest has been demetrius Minor from conservatives concerned about the death penalty and i'm micah hart on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm wrfh have a great day